Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creatives that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker, and I'm here with my creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hey, Jen. Hey, Michelle. It's so good to see you and be with you today. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about the power of habits. And I think that that's a delicious thing because I am really into this concept of watching my daily practice and my daily rituals because they really can set me up for a powerful art practice. Tell me what your opening thoughts were, Jen, about the power of habits and what you think about this whole topic. I think every artist, especially myself, needs to stay nourished. And there are certain components that I need to do in order for myself to be successful artists. They're it kind of like, I feel they're all like parts of my will that make, I need to make sure they're in place in order to feel balanced and whole. Mm. And when I was thinking about this topic, because it's come up for me at the moment, I've decided to get really, really clear about what my choices are in a day. And I know I've said to you, the word for my year is embodied. And part of that is about my physical body, my health, my well-being, my strength, my centeredness, my calmness. And I'm really looking at what is it that I do every day and not just considering what I do, but what don't I do? And so this goes to your approach as well about habits being much more holistic Because if I'm going to be creating art for the next 35 years, and I'm currently in my mid to late 50s, I want to be able to do that. But that means I've got to have a happy, healthy body and I've got to have some other aspects that I need to tend to. So what do your habits cover in terms of topics and themes? Tell me about those, because I think that that's really interesting to hear. Well, I will tell you my main points and each one of them drill down. Yeah. So definitely body, which you just mentioned, relationship. Yeah. Uh, or we could say relationships and how I take care of my art and myself in that and my financial health. Yeah. Okay. So those for me, I kind of went ding, 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 ding. I've got um, maybe some other areas that I would add to that and it may come under some of yours, but let's find that out in the conversation. I think Maybe at the outset, want to be clear about why I consider habits to be so significant. And I think it's understanding that what we do every day makes us who we are. Like our habits absolutely shape who we are and our entire lives. And this repetition thing, the idea of it either being daily repetitive or regular, understanding that that is the path of every day to get to where I want to go, like the goals that I've got or the vision I've got for both my artwork and my life. So it makes it really real. That's what I love about habits. They're like today, do this or don't do this, you know, like it's really very significant. But there is a really clear line of sight from this habit today all the way through to the future, whenever that might be because that's how I've created change in the past. And I I just want to share that story that I know I've shared back in the episode when we talked about you and I being authors, where I saw this power when I was struggling with my writing for the book that I launched back in 2019 was when I changed up my habit, instead of having this concept of I'd like to write a book and I actually started it, 
when I made the commitment that every day I would touch the project for 20 minutes. Didn't matter what I did, just as long as I sat with my book, I might read, I might do a little bit of writing, I might just edit. And what that did was supercharged my momentum. And I really understood that that was part of a skill that came out of that book writing exercise is something I've continued to utilize. So how about Jen, you share an experience where you've seen something that's a ritual or a daily habit really power you forward to help your artistry? I would love to. And I have to say that I have a little buzz on the word habit. So I call them practices. For some reason, that feels more like what I do is practice. Yeah. Because habits to me are meant to be broken. (laughs) I just have to say that because I am a rebel and I always seem to try to break habits. And I also like to take everything that is a practice and turn it up on its head once in a while because I think it's good to shake it up and see what wants to be renewed because sometimes to me a practice gets old and a little stagnant so i just want to say that up front so okay i think i'd love to start just by what one practice that i have to have every single day it's like nourishment for me as my spiritual practice yeah and that is when i get up in the morning just take the first preliminary steps of getting my body up and get hydrated and then that's actually sitting down and meditating. It brings the inner and the outer together in harmony so I can get my daily assignment, which basically is very simple. Like today is going to be a day of peace. Today is going to be a day of inspiration. I I put them on myself. You know, I got to do this list, but really the inner assignments are very doable and simple. And Mm -hmm. if I don't do that in the morning, you do not want to be around me. Mm, the day is not so good <laughs> for others. No. Yeah. Okay. And how long does your how long does that morning practice take you? Just out of curiosity. It depends. My short version could be ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, my long version, when I'm downloading messages from Mother Mary and and company, I allow that time to spread out, and sometimes mm-hmm. it can be two hours. It just depends. We might say that's getting into some other category of practice. It's something that I do by myself and I need quiet around me to do that. And I learned how to ask for that. When I first started doing spiritual practice, I was married to the beautiful man that I'm still married to. And I remember having to speak that into our marriage saying, you know, I really need this time. Because I know some people feel, especially if you're in a physical place, that you don't feel like there's a place for you to have alone time. It's really important to set boundaries with the people that you're with and tell them what you're wanting to do. And when Mm -hmm. I started carving that out, of course, he reaped all the benefits of it as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting because that that one is something that I have this sense of myself. Yes, I meditate, but I actually didn't do it every day and I didn't drop in enough I don't think and that has been something in the beginning of this year as part of my embodied process has been a commitment and it's on my list of habits so I I'm going to call them choices sacred choices because that's part of all my daily sacred seven or whatever I've got however many I do change them up it's not fixed like you talking about the practices can be renewed I do have 
a need to shift and change them as well. And Mm -hmm. I like that you spoke the connotation of habits being a negative connotation because I'm sure there's someone listening would have that. I don't have that sense of it can be a good habit or a bad habit and that's just what it is. But the thing that I find fascinating about habits is the understanding because you know I geek out and really enjoy the whole neurobiology stuff is that we've actually laid a neural pathway when we do something yes we do it regularly it -hmm. then becomes easy to redo it and that's the problem if you've got a bad habit it's way too easy to do and that's why it takes a lot of internal focus and energy to overcome is because the brain has actually laid down a path that makes it easier to redo But the great side of it for a good habit is that that's a joy. And so I'm sure if you tried to not do your morning practice, it would feel odd. Is that right? Well, you know, I have to tell you because I have quite a few friends who have gone through ministerial school. And the very first month of ministerial school, they tell you, do not do your spiritual practice for two weeks. And it, you know, you can imagine what that must be like, you know, here are all these spiritual people together and they're supposed to be learning how to become minister to others and to not do spiritual practice for two weeks, they literally start to go crazy. But I also want to say this before we get into the details of what we need to do daily to really feel on top of our game. I'm going to tell you a story when my mom and I went to visit her sister in India, up in the Himalayas, in the mountains at this little town called Missouri. My aunt and her husband had been there for a long time. So we come traveling all the way from the U.S. to India, take a train, one of those crazy taxi rides, and the roads literally are about as as wide as a twin bed. And we get there, and my aunt immediately says, we are not going to change our habits for you. And the way she said it was like, We are holding on to these habits with so much intensity that there's no place for you to really enter into our lives unless we're between the habits. That's how it sounded in my ears. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And the next morning when we got up, they had put us in another place in the dining room, my mother and I, so they could continue with their routine. And maybe that's the difference between what we're talking about is the routine and the habit. But it was fascinating. That impressed me so much. I said, I never want to do that. (laughs) <laughs> I never want to get to a place where my life is so strident, rigid that I'm, yeah. uh, yes, rigid that I'm not able to open up to others and being with others maybe for a short amount of time. But there is, I will not sacrifice my spiritual practice, yeah. <laughs> even if okay. I'm with others. So. <laughs> I love that story. I think what we're doing is talking about choice. And mm-hmm. I think what you wanted to do in that situation sounds like your choice would have been to be a little bit more open, a little bit more flexible. So what we're talking about is the choices that we make regularly on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatever frequency it is, and being really conscious of them. Yes, I would like to hear your mighty seven. You want to give us just the, the main headings of what? Okay, I'll give you a flavor. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, sure exercise. And I've got some details around that. So they do change. So it might say exercise, but it might be a specific thing for the day. Or at the moment, I'm doing a 12 week strength building exercise program. So for the next 
11 weeks, that's what my tick for the day is. And that's, I put a smiley sun beside it once I've done my sacred choice, if I tick it off. So it feels really juicy to me that I can do the tracking. So the others are meditation, and that's at least 10 minutes. And I'm not always a meditator first thing because I've got other commitments, but I carve out some early afternoon time when it feels really luxurious to sit and do a, or to lie, I should say, and do a yoga nidra session. Learning. So some kind of learning to keep my brain learning new topics. And I've got general areas of obviously art and creativity, financial health and money, exercise and wellness, fitness learning about that love relationship so harmony and patience with my beloved and also acts of generosity towards him so it might be cooking him dinner or baking a cake but it might also just be holding my tongue (laughs) and then my art practice so creativity and for the next couple of weeks while I'm prepping for this exhibition it's about moving that particular project forward. So I could do any kind of creativity, a little bit of sketchbook doodling, whatever, but that doesn't count. What I need to do is actually touch the project that I need any of the creative works that I am preparing for this exhibition. That's my sacred choice for that. And there's a few more, but it kind of gives you a flavor. Oh, the other crucial ones are in better sleep mm-hmm. by 10, devices mm-hmm. off at 8.30, So they're the kinds of things that I've got on my choices list at the moment, which I'm really enjoying. I love it. So tell us a bit more about some of the practices that you include. Yes. Well, around the body, for me, it is movement. I need to have some kind of movement and I have a different array of of those. I love walking. I adore walking. If I don't do it, I can feel, I call them my yaws. I need to get my yaws out because my nervous system gets a little bit too tight. So movement's high on the list. I do yoga, some Tai Chi. Mm. I need outside time. I need outside time. There's no sacrificing outside time, even if it's cold, even if it's really hot. And underbody is really what you were saying, you know, water, I think water is 70% of my diet. So important for me to stay really hydrated. I am also a vegan and, 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 you know, you can be a really healthy vegan and you can be a really sloppy vegan. <laughs> you can be totally unhealthy. You can eat oh, absolutely. Oreo cookies and jam. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. absolutely. So I'm really continue to learn about that. There's a listening that I require to listen to my body. So mm-hmm. that's kind of underneath my body, you know, everything around my body. Uh, my body is connected to the earth. So I need to have outside time. And that now we're moving into relationships because my relationships, not only with spirit time, but earth time, love time, family time, nurturing my friendships. That's important. It's really important to me. Do you want me to keep going? Yes, I do. I'd love to hear more about your art topic too. Yes. Let's go to art. I want to stay on top of my game. So that means I need to sit down at the piano at least once a day. Mm. I have a whole technical routine that keeps my fingers strong so that I don't sound like marshmallow fingers <laughs> and vocalized. I need to sing. Yeah. And that is an instrument that needs to be worked, you know, all the time. And so that's, you know, keeping my tool sharpened. I guess mm. we could say that mm. that is. I need to be inspired 
and I need to be challenged. So it's important for me to go out on the skinny branches. That's one thing that I need, to go outside of my comfort zone and take some risks and be willing to fall on my face if I need to. But that's also because so much of my spiritual practice is part of my creativity as well. So that that includes that, to be available. That's my word for the year is availability. So to be available to new ideas, to listen to music, to stay in the arena as a musician. It's interesting because I'm getting, you know, a little bit older, but you're only as old as you think you are. I mean, we were just talking about Herbie Hancock today. I've known him for 40 years to be out there in the world playing. He's still doing it. I saw him in the 80s. Yep. Yeah, he must be in his his late 80s or early 90s. You know, Lori Anderson, too, is an artist that I love. Mm -hmm. She's still going. I mean, you know, it's like you don't have to stop because you're, you're getting up in years. So I really always want to keep that as sharp as I can at the ready. And what do you do to challenge your creativity? What's your thoughts there? What are some of the things that you do? I learn a new rhythm. Mm -hmm. I try to pretend that I'm bar talk. I mean, you know, they're just things (laughs) that I can do in my my own self, but also playing with others is a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you play with others and let's say, especially when you're in a jazz scenario, You've got to like go beyond what you know because you're improvising in the moment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is always outside of my comfort zone. I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Lucky you're a hummingbird because you like yes. the skinny branches. <laughs> <laughs> I never put those two together before. Awesome. And your last category was financial health. Yes. So what's your practice around, is it daily? I do do a a daily moving into, I am a living transmission of opulence. So I have a whole practice that I do to stay calibrated to the frequency of opulence, because it's like, it's just like a radio station. You got to tune in, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not just automatic. And that's a daily practice, taking time to to do my numbers, keep track of of the money. That's not a daily practice, it's a weekly practice, but it's really important for me to take responsibility. You know, it's amazing around your artistry. I have learned to ask for what I need. I'm just doing that right now, the new job that has been presented to me. I asked for what I needed unapologetically. It was about 40% more than they were offering. And I'm, I feel really comfortable with that now. I haven't always, but you know, to me, that's a daily practice, maybe not, but it is a practice when I present my artistry to the world. I always want to value it myself first. Yeah. So keeping that place of real value is its kind of like my container, my body. Your word is embodiment this year. It's kind of like embodying the value of what you're bringing is part of my financial health. Mm-hmm. You know, give and receive. And receive, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a, totally along the same lines with you in terms of the financial health. I track it weekly. It's part of my weekly page. So I have a system of keeping track of what's going on in my day-to-day, but also in what's the bigger projects. And one of the things is I track how I'm going in terms of where are my bank accounts at? Where is their money coming in? Can I call up any money that might need to a little bit of a hurry up or just I need to issue an invoice, for example, and also what bills need to be paid. So that allows me to stay on track financially 
with my art business and my life. And it feels really powerful. It's one of the moves that I have, you know, with the idea of a few years back of becoming an awesome money manager. This is the daily practice or the daily sacred choice for me or the weekly one, actually, Mm -hmm. to make sure that things are flowing. I just want to add something here in the financial health because I have a new book coming out called Opulence Infusion, A New Faith Currency. So that part of my commitment to this teaching that's coming through me from Mother Mary and her team is to live it. And that is a daily practice. And it it really lines up with what you were saying before about the giving and the receiving, because I actually see your new book as an incredible gift out into the world. Do you want to talk about your new book while we're just pausing and considering it? I will just tell you that it is a new spiritual technology that's being downloaded to help us in this time of transition because there's going to be a lot of change in our financial lives and it helps us to ride the waves and the company of heaven, which is basically our beautiful brothers and sisters in the higher realms, um, have really asked us to partner with them to bring this in. So it's, it's just an opulence. The definition I've been given is all needs met all the time, every time, no matter what. And I would add extravagantly, you know, because it's lavishly provided for us. And uh, I'm very excited. And we'll talk about it some more later. Absolutely. Perfect. So if anyone finds that they need to expand maybe their daily habits around how they think about their money or their weekly habits about how they touch base with their money, this could be an incredible resource for you. What else about your daily practices or your regular uh, practices that you'd like to cover, Jen, before we finish up? I think we haven't heard your daily practice around the art yet. Mm. I'd love to hear that. So for me, it changes. And I often had a desire that I would go to the studio every day. This has been part of me getting really clear about what is it that I'm choosing to do and then having a 100% commitment to it. Is it rather than it being kind of a, oh, I, you know, I could do some in terms of growing my skills or I could. Right now, it's really clear that it's about my goal for the quarter is to get an awesome body of works together for this exhibition, Ash, Mud and Tears with Jude White. So that's my goal. So my daily choice is to touch the project every day. And that means put my hands on the materials. So what I've found with what I've decided to do in terms of the physicality of the work is it's not just paint 12 canvases. I wish it was actually, but I haven't done that. (laughs) I've got... I've got about 12 sculptures and I've got two paintings, one of which is 15 panels and they're 12-inch square panels and I'm painting, I have actually finished this part of it, I'm painting 15 panels and there's multiple layers. So right now the game, if you like, or the choices is to keep lots of things ticking along because of the nature of the painting is oil paints. It takes a long time to dry. One of the processes that I'm doing is stacking the panels once they're painted and jigsawing them into different shapes and then reconfiguring them because it goes with the theme of things being thrown up in the air by the natural disasters of the fires and the floods. So that's the thinking behind 
that work. But it also means I have to be really organized to make sure I have enough lead time and enough drying time for the work that I don't destroy it when I stack them and jigsaw them. And that would be devastating. So (laughs) I've been really, really moving them forward. So this morning I got up straight after I walked the dog and before I started my day, I did eight panels that I'm doing at the moment, all got a, a layer of paint. And so it really has been a critical thing because I can see a very clear goal for me. And that's the thing that I love about the choice that I make every day is that I feel really empowered that I can make my goals happen. And that's why I think there's such powerful things to consider. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that. You've got a different way of describing it. What did you call it about keeping your whole wheel rotating? Balanced. Yeah, yeah okay. I can keep the, the balance of the wheel so that I feel nourished and I'm able to continue to, to really function at a high level. You mm. know, I have some days that are better than others. Yeah, <laughs> same, same. And I think what I've been looking at is just tracking the choices that I make when certain things don't work. And the reason that I introduced, for example, get to bed by a certain time and be in bed asleep is because if I didn't do that, I'm actually not hitting my marks the next day that I really want to be able to strike that point and go, yep, that's moving that forward. So mm-hmm. I think one of the things about doing this really consciously is that's the PowerPoint is actually having so much more control because then we can adjust when we understand ourselves even at a deeper level. Yes. And you know, it's different when you're in the middle of a project. Totally. Or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. you're not. And I can be a little more relaxed about what I do for my creative daily practice when I'm not trying to hit a goal to get artworks to an exhibition, to a gallery to be installed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, we've covered some ground and we've talked about language and I know that you like to call it practice and I call it, you know, a sacred choice or a daily habit or whatever works. But the essence of it is really understanding ourselves as whole human beings, isn't it? Mm -hmm. so that we can be expressing ourselves at our highest level. Yes, I think it's important to acknowledge that Michelle and I have been doing this for a while. And let's say you're just starting off on wanting to really bring your body into a certain level of really serving you, just taking one area here. Take baby steps. You know, baby steps to me are the best way to change a habit into a life-giving beautiful practice, Mm. Mm. taking baby steps uh, because I've just finished putting out a book. I had to do what Michelle's doing. And I know Michelle, she's a Virgo. She has a really good ordering skills. (laughs) That's not the right word, but she's able to organize really well and get things done. I'm able to get things done with a little different method because I'm much more spacey. I'm a Gemini. I'm much more spacey than Michelle is, but I have my own process and it works for me. But it's taken me a long time to get to this place where I can hum, you know, and it it doesn't take me out of my usual routine when I'm at a high level of creating. Mm. And I do need to have those days where I'm just not expecting anything. I can be an embryo in the womb once again. Yeah. And rest can be a totally, a totally good choice for a day. I love your advice there about the baby steps. And for me, the couple of things that have emerged to really, that really work for me is being really clear about what I want to achieve and then being able to see that line drawn from that 
to what I'm doing today. That makes me feel really positive. And the other thing that I've also learned is if you don't know the answer to what is the thing that you need to do today, then it's just spend time with it. So if you've got a question about mm. who who to contact, say you've got a job of contacting galleries or you want to reach out to some new outlets for your music or whatever your creative pursuits are and you don't know where to begin or how to start or who even to talk about, just use your calendar to schedule some time to think about that question and do some research. And then just by touching that question or that project Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, the answers will emerge. Or maybe you'll think about, oh, yeah, if I could talk to that person, they could give me some advice. They've got some knowledge about this. And so you do that action. So it will emerge. But don't get stuck and not even begin because you don't know what that first baby step is. Make that baby step. Touch Mm -hmm. the project for 15 or 20 minutes. Just make it really simple. I think that's a really good default practice slash habit (laughs) 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 touche all right well thank you so much for joining me for this conversation gents lovely as always to spend time with you been wonderful thank you i am so grateful to be doing paintbrush and ivories with you and keeping the fires burning on different processes for us and different practices for us creatives. Thank you. Absolutely. And I always learn something either in prep or while we're in conversation, which I adore. And for all those listening, thank you so much for tuning in, for spending your time with us. And if you've got any questions or any comments, feedback, please send it through to either Jen or myself. Our contact details are in the show notes. So until next time, lots of love from us. Bye for now. Bye-bye.